0: Welcome to Sake Revolution Live. This is America's First Sake Podcast. I'm your host, John Puma from thesakenotes.com, also the administrator of the internet Sake Discord. Shout out to all my people in there. And you might also know me from the American Sake Association.
1: And I'm your host, Timothy Sullivan. I'm a sake samurai, sake educator, as well as the founder of the Urban Sake website. And together, John and I will be tasting and chatting about all things sake, and doing our best to make it fun and easy to understand.
0: And here we are, Tim, broadcasting live.
1: Yes, the revolution is live. We are live (laughs) and in person. So, John, why don't you tell our listeners what's happening right now? First of all, what day is today?
0: Well, well, Tim, we're not quite in person just yet, but today is Sake Day. It's October 1st, 2020. We've somehow made it to October. Uh, And we are broadcasting live from the American Sake Association's Sake Day USA online sake festival and fundraiser. This is an event that has a nice, diverse schedule of sake tastings, seminars, a little cooking. You guys probably saw some of that. A workout video, things that we didn't (laughs) quite expect. And, of course, live sake podcasting. The goal of the American Sake Association is to spread uh, good vibes uh, today on Sake Day into everyone's home.
1: Absolutely. And for the first time ever, we're doing this live. We have a live audience with us listening in. I want to say hi to everyone in the chat. Uh, Please let us know where you're from and what you're drinking. We are so excited to have you. And I want to know if anybody is excited for the Sake Education Corner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or are you excited to taste some sake together?
1: Well... I'm excited for both John. Mm. I hope you brought some special and very nice sake for today because it is sake day. I decided to splash out, Uh go a little crazy and Uh I might have something in the Daiginjo department for our sake, for me.
0: For you, you (laughs)
1: Daiginjo? Yes.
0: That's very unlike you, but uh, sake day only comes once a year. And Mm -hmm. I know that you're really excited and anxious to sip that Daiginjo. Uh, it's very interesting that you're the guy who wants to get right into the sake today. <laughs> it's
1: usually the other way around.
0: <laughs> but I think we need to take a slight detour into the sake education corner. People might be curious as to exactly what um, what sake day is.
1: Yes, why do we have sake day? I mean, why? yeah, what is that? We have to admit there's kind of a day for everything, right? There's step-siblings day and all kinds of days, but... Sake Day is really having a moment. It's really time for Sake Day to step forward. And I hope that this webinar and this podcast episode is really gonna help bring Sake Day forward. Let me tell you a little bit about how Sake Day developed and where it all came from. So first of all, you have to understand that in Japan, rice is always harvested in September. So that means that all the rice is coming from the fields that's grown over the summer in October. So October 1st became the unofficial start day for the sake brewing season. So October 1st became known as sake day as a way to mark the beginning of the brewing season and kind of focus everyone's attention on the start of the brewing season.
0: So it had like a practical usage.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. So it's, it's a way to mark the beginning of sake brewing. But there's another more ancient reason that sake is tied with october
0: all right i and, like ancient reasons so tell me about this
1: well do you know about the chinese zodiac have you ever heard of that i i have so everyone like i'm a dog like everyone is born under a certain <laughs> sign thanks I,
0: for the heads up tim i'm
1: do you know what your chinese sign is
0: i, I don't actually
1: oh hmm. i don't either but i'm a dog <laughs> i'm a dog my partner is a horse, and there's one animal for all the 12 months of the year. Hmm. And the animal associated with October is the rooster. And okay. And if you look at the original kanji or Japanese character for rooster, it is very, very close to the kanji for sake. Okay. Yeah. So the kanji, the way you write the word rooster and the way you write the word sake are very, very close. So it's almost like an ancient play on words kind of thing. And huh. that is another reason that sake is connected to October.
0: I have been notified that I am a snake. Okay. So in case there was any question, <laughs> we've got that figured out.
1: <laughs> I I don't know if snakes and dogs are on the harmony triangle.
0: Uh, there's a, is that like the education corner? What, what's the harmony triangle?
1: Well, there's certain like certain years apart you're supposed to get along if you're on the harmony triangle, but uh, anyway, we get along just fine, I think.
0: I think so. <laughs> so far, at least.
1: <laughs> so there's one final one final way that we look into sake day, and that is the Japan Sake and Shochu Makers Association in 1978 made it official. And they declared Sake Day to be October 1st. So ever since 1978, we have the modern understanding of Sake Day. And Mm -hmm. I think it grew from a national thing in in Japan to a real international sensation because breweries started opening up all over the world and people wanted to celebrate sake. And I think the biggest problem we have with Sake Day now in the modern era is that When they want to kampai and drink sake in Japan, it's like three o'clock in the morning here. So that's why we needed our sake day USA, because I couldn't get myself out of bed at three in the morning to pie with my Japanese friends. You couldn't? I couldn't. No. You
0: had to give that extra mile, Tim. (laughs) Uh, I was actually lucky enough to be in Japan during a sake day a few years back. Mm. I was uh, excited to go to, lo- you know, local Izakayas and see how they were going to be celebrating and a lot of places had some had interesting stuff and one thing I found out is that there's a a brewery that releases a a specific bottle on Sake Day every year. Wow,
1: that's so cool.
0: Hagino Shuzo does a Hagino Tsuru and it's the interesting thing is that the logo of this sake that they release on Sake Day is uh, is big um, black framed glasses. And I can't stop seeing that when I look at you today. So,
1: <laughs> I know that bottle. Day. I yeah. know that bottle. It's like a little line drawing with glasses. Right, right, right. And That's it's, and it's, sake it's, it's like bottle. the logo is part of it. Wow. Well, that, that comes
0: out on Sake is, Day every this year. Is,
1: this is my ode to that bottle. Yeah,
0: yeah, clearly. <laughs>
1: All right, well, what we usually do at this point is we introduce the sakes that we've brought. That's right. I'd love to know what sake you picked to drink together uh, on Sake Day.
0: You didn't, you, so you don't want to start with that Daigenja?
1: Nope, I I, no. I want to start with your sake.
0: All right, I brought this sake simply because I love it. It's not a... No uh, better reason than that. It's, it's the best reason, I think. And so this is the Ryujin Dragon God. This is their... Ginjo Akushi, is what they call it, and it's a namachozo, and uh, people who listen to episodes recently where I'm pulling sakes out of bags will recognize this sound. (laughs) (laughs) And this is, for me, one of the best sakes to introduce new people to sake with, because it's got a little something for everybody, and we'll get into that a little bit more once we start tasting.
1: Yeah, so yours is a, it's a ginjo and it's a namachozo. Right. Right. So it's the alcohol-added style, and it's Mm -hmm. only been pasteurized once. Yeah. All right. Well, I've had that sake before, and I absolutely love it. So you get 10 out of 10 in my (laughs) book for your pick. Fantastic. All right. And now the big reveal for my sake. I have a daiginjo. The brand name is Kokuryu. Kokuryu mm. Daiginjo. This is also known as Ryu. Let's
0: Ooh, see. Oh, I like that. Is that like a gold foil on the it's label?
1: It's glitter.
0: Glitter, even better.
1: <laughs> yes. So this is one of my favorite labels of all time. It straddles the line of being like really fun and really elegant. Oh, and the the label is like a linen fabric. It's really beautiful and it's got wonderful glitter on it. And this is a Daiginjo grade, 15% alcohol. Mm-hmm. It's from Fukui Prefecture. Uh, Kokuryu, mm. it means a black dragon in
0: Ooh, English. So you're, you have the black dragon, I have the dragon god. <laughs> so this episode is all about dragons, and I think we have a title. So <laughs> that works out. Mine's actually from uh, Gunma, mm. and uh, my say my boy is uh, 55%. Yeah,
1: and I'm at 40%. Ooh,
0: what, what kind of rice do you have there?
1: This uses 100% Yamada Nishiki,
0: Mm -hmm. which is
1: pretty common for that Junmai Daiginjo and Daiginjo grades. They often go right to that Hyogo Yamada Nishiki. So that's what we've got here.
0: I've got the uh, Gohyaku Mangoku, as often as the case on our show, that one of us has a Gohyaku Mangoku sake, whether we mean to or not.
1: There's always a Gohyaku Mangoku (laughs) somewhere (laughs) lurking about. So who is gonna enjoy first? I
0: mean, to- you've got, you you brought the, you have gold glitter foil and whatnot. You, you go first.
1: Okay. So um, I'm gonna open this Daginjo. I'm not gonna fight you on that. I'll go first. <laughs> and uh, this has a, open this up. All right. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead. I have a very interesting sake wine Ooh. glass here. I'm gonna pour this in. That is a very
0: nice glass.
1: So what we do here is we evaluate the sake. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a smell. Oh, wow. Yeah. It smells very rich. Mm. Almost, we've talked about this term perfumed. It's a, a dense, rich, floral, perfumey type of aroma. Intoxicating aroma. It is- Intoxicating. Ooh, I like Beautiful. Mm, Yeah. There's, there's all just on the back note, really subtle, but very pleasing. There's a bit of spiciness too. Like almost it ends with a little note of cinnamon. Sometimes in perfume, they have a spice note as well. It's mm-hmm. very, very much like that. Mm. Mm, just lovely. And there's some very ripe melon.
0: Ripe melon, not, not gentle wafting.
1: Not wafting melon. Not no. wafting, this is ripe. okay. This is ripe. This is right in front of me. <laughs> mm, it's really, really, really delicious aroma. Okay. Let's taste this. Hmm. okay. Tastes good too.
0: (laughs) All right, we like that. If it was amazing aroma and then the flavor didn't live up to that, we'd be a little disappointed right now.
1: Well, the body of this sake is actually a little bit lighter than I expected.
0: Really? The aroma is
1: so perfumed and so deep and rich, and like I said, a little spicy. I thought this would be more coating on the palate that it would be richer. But I'm noticing it has an acidity of 0.9. So it has a mm. low acidity even for sake, which yeah, has is low acidity. strangely low. Yeah. And the 40% rice milling rate, that lower rice milling rate removes a lot of the fats and proteins from the grains before you make the sake. And it gives a silkiness. So there's a tremendous texture to this sake, really silky, very, very smooth. But it's, it's a little bit lighter than I was expecting based on the aroma. But still super enjoyable and the finish does linger a little bit so in that way it has a lovely wine like quality in that it Mm -hmm. does the the finish lingers and this is a savoring sake this is one you're going to sip on Mm. savor it and just enjoy
0: that's you see the it's interesting that the the texture and that lingering quality to it is there considering how a light on the palate it was. Usually that's something that kind of comes with having something that's a little bit more, uh, a little more, has a little more viscosity to it. So that's an interesting yeah. combination.
1: Yeah. But it sounds it's, delightful. It's really, really good. You could pair this with appetizers very easily, but it is a very classic fruity Daiginjo with a little bit of that, uh, rich aroma.
0: So you're saying I would enjoy the sake a great deal? Is that what you're telling me?
1: The very first episodes of Sake Revolution, it was before COVID and we would record them together and John and I would sit in the same room and we would taste each other's sake and we would talk about it.
0: About a foot away from each other, people. You wouldn't believe it. (laughs) I
1: know. No masks. And
0: we got the same bottle oh it was horrifying now
1: and now john and i are <laughs> always drinking something different and i'm always like god i wish i could try that
0: <laughs> yeah i'm in that position right now i want that i'm like oh that, that looks really nice yeah
1: very very good
0: hmm well i might as well open this
1: up yes go for it okay yeah that?
0: that's not fully work we do this live And I just have a a regular old stemmed wine glass today. Mm. I think that it's important to kind of use things they have on hand. They're easy to get. And the aroma here is also (laughs) intoxicating, but probably in a different way. And I'm not saying it's boozy or anything like that. I'm I'm just saying that it's uh, a lot of fruit comes across and it's Mm. very tropical. It's making a very intense promise to me. About how fruity it's going to be. It's basically that that a room is just telling me that I should expect a fruit bomb when I sip on this. Now let's find out if it's being honest.
1: We want sakes that under promise and over deliver.
0: Yeah. Well, this is actually kind of in line. It's um, it is very fruity. There is a bit of, uh, there's a bit of spice on the finish Mm -hmm. like a peppery finish but it's not distracting at all it's actually kind of welcome it's a nice way to finish the flow so it's not just you have to have some place to go after all that fruit um (laughs) and it does a nice job there Hmm. it does coat the mouth very nicely and as you do sip on more it does double up you do get more of everything every time you sip it it is one of those dangerous sakes that you can accidentally um, disappear a bottle in a short time. I may be speaking from experience when I say that. <laughs> but yeah, this is why it's a favorite of mine. And it is, uh, like I said earlier, something I'd like to introduce people who don't know about sake because a lot of people don't know that there is fruit and like, that there's a fruit flavor to some sakes, uh, to a lot of sakes. And so putting something like this in front of them, it completely changes their perspective on it. It's uh, a little bit unsubtle about its mm-hmm. fruitiness, yeah. but it does often change what people think sake can do. And that's why I kind of like having it in there as like a, oh, why don't you try this?
1: Hmm. And let me know what you think. Yeah, I got a question for you. I noticed that your sake has an SMV of minus two. It so, does. Yeah. So for our listeners, SMV is the sake meter value it's a measurement of the density of the sake and we use it generally to tell how sweet or dry a sake might be negative numbers on the scale tend to read a little bit sweeter on the palate and plus numbers tend to read a little bit drier mine is a plus three which is really quite neutral you would expect a good balance between sweet and dry from a plus three and yours is a minus two when you taste it are you picking up on any overt sweetness at all or or is it really integrated
0: you know, it's much more fruit than sweet. I mean, there is a certain level of it, obviously. But, yeah, I'm not sure where that's going because it is quite balanced. It's not coming across overtly sweet. The acidity on this is only 1.3, so it's also not it's not going to be neutralized by high acidity, which is mm. something that I think we've encountered in the past uh, on the show. But, yeah, it's just they do a really nice job. I think also, since this is a little bit higher in alcohol, this is listed as 16 and a half, I think on the bottle it's 16 slash 17%. -hmm. Maybe the alcohol content is helping to neutralize that a little bit, but it does balance really nicely.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's great. Well, I just took another sip of mine and Uh I'm I'm kind of in hog heaven over here. (laughs) Is this this what
0: you're going to be drinking for the balance of the evening?
1: I hate to break it to everyone on the webinar, but when we were complying with everybody at, 3pm this afternoon. I was faking it. I did not have sake in my cup. I was waiting for this. I knew Uh. that I was going to get to drink this. So this
0: is the first sake you've had all day.
1: No, no, no. Okay. Um, Just at the very beginning of the webinar, I was maybe sipping on water or iced coffee. Mm, But, you know, I did have some sake a little bit in the (laughs) afternoon. And this is the first real glass that I've had. And it is a treasure. It is so delicious. Mm. Mm. I mean, if you're going to put gold glitter on your label, you better have something special, right?
0: I think so. I think so. Uh, I, I should also mention, and I don't, I don't usually discuss this on the show, mm-hmm. but one thing that's really uh, wonderful about the sake is it's very inexpensive. I think that from a price to performance standpoint, this is like punching way above its weight. Yeah. And again, it's like, it's something that's really easy to recommend for people because it's a style that they may not have had before if, re- if they're they really new to sake. And it's really hard to say no to at a lower price point. Yeah.
1: That's something that we don't talk about very much. It's like, what, what does it cost? What's the mm. cost of our sake? And do you know the rough retail price of, of the sake that you got? In your, your um,
0: I think this was about, I think it was around $26 mm-hmm. in New
1: York. Yeah. I mean. So, for, I mean, yeah, it's really inexpensive. For a delicious bottle of imported... Premium sake—that's a great price.
0: Yeah, the the place where I, I purchased it from for a time, they only got uh, Isobin of the sake because it didn't make sense to sell the this the 720 milliliter because it was like it was so it was cheap for the for the Magnum. Mm. So luckily, I was able to get a 720 today. So
1: haha. Mm. I don't <laughs> mind buying a Magnum every now and again.
0: I don't mind either. There's really hard for me to store.
1: As we talked in the about in the,
0: in the in our ESO or our, our vessels episode or bottling episode. What do you want to call that? Yeah.
1: Bottling. Yeah. It, bottling. Fit it in the fridge.
0: There's a name on that episode, guys. We uh, just don't remember right now.
1: Yeah. And my, my. You came in a box? This is the box that it came in. Damn,
0: this is very, very fancy. Very
1: fancy. Yeah. And yeah. So the cost of mine, I think, was under $100. I think it was around $80. Mm. Um, and for, for, for. That's not bad. I think. Know, People splash out every once in a while. They spend a little bit more for a special occasion. People do that for a bottle of wine every now and again. Of course. And this is 110% worth it. For a special Sake Day live Sake Revolution episode, I thought, you know what? Let me go for something a little fancier. And when you do that, sometimes you're rewarded, sometimes you're not, but... This definitely worked out. Very, very good. I, I,
0: I don't see you glow this much after you have some sake. So. I know.
1: I'm happy. I'm happy.
0: Like, this, guys, he's serious. This is really what he looks like when he's very happy about a sake.
1: This is really, really good. And we usually talk about food pairing. We have a couple minutes left. I don't know if you have any ideas.
0: I, I will absolutely get into that. As a rule, I don't pair with this. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a, This is my aperitif sake. This is something I drink at the beginning. I want to enjoy it for what it is, for everything it is, and I don't want to mess with it. What would you do with your super fancy Mm. gold foil Daiginjo?
1: Well, I'm pretty much on the same page with you. I would definitely have this as an aperitif. This is a sake that I would savor and sit with, chat with a good friend, really enjoy it. If I was having it with food, I would have it with the appetizers lighter dishes like uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a, a carpaccio or something that's a little bit lighter the salad courses would pair really well with this when sakes have a little hint of melon in the nose like a little bit of fruitiness that ginjo aroma in the nose i often think of having a salad and sometimes you put fruit or melon or grapes in a salad and you get that little bit of fruitiness and i love that mixing of a little bit of a bitter green with uh, a fruity component, whether it be orange or a melon or something like that. I think those are really great. So mixing fruit in a salad is something I think that pairs really well with Daikinjos. Not the easiest thing to pair in the world, but that's something I really like to go to. Mm,
0: Nice. Looks like we got a a pairing discussion going in the chat as a result of all of that, which is great.
1: Mm, Oh, this one's so good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to hold on to that a little bit of it until... Quarantine's over? Yeah, no? sure. Oh, okay. no, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm excited.
1: I'll share with you. When quarantine's over, we'll share.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we need to meet up in the city at a, in the like neutral ground or something. I'll bike in and yeah. we'll get together at a, across a long table. I think that's that'll be the plan.
1: Yeah. And we, we joke every week that as soon as we can travel again, we're going to take sake revolution on the road. Mm-hmm. Now... What's jumped to the top of my list is now Arizona Sake Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> that was I so mean, cool to visit let's do it. <laughs> at the webinar. I really want to go there and try their yeah. socket. Uh, now we have a new we have a new destination on our growing list.
0: The list is is long. And I think we've what we've got? We've got Hiroshima, we've got to have Okonomiyaki. Yep. Uh, all of them uh, at the entire five story Okonomimura, We'll say. And
1: Peyton is saying we have to come to Austin first. I'm oh. totally down with that.
0: I have not been to any part of Texas. So, you know, that works That works for me.
1: Yeah. So we have a long list and I think this was great. Did you enjoy our Sake Day episode?
0: Are you asking me or the chat?
1: No, I'm asking you. Oh, I did, <laughs> I had a
0: great time. <laughs> I got to stand here and talk about sake and uh, and drink one of my favorite sakes. Honestly, I get to sit here and talk about sake every week and it's like the highlight of my week. So, you know, it's, this is this has been wonderful.
1: Yeah, this has been really great. And it's been so much fun. We recently had our 25th episode anniversary. So we did 25 episodes and mm-hmm. we had 5000 downloads. So we're on track and we love to hear from uh, all of our listeners.
0: We um, do. We do.
1: Yeah. So I want to thank everyone in the chat, everyone listening. To th- thank you so much for tuning in. We really hope that you're enjoying our show. If you'd like to show your support for Sake Revolution, uh, please take a couple minutes and leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. It's one of the best ways that you can help us get the word out about our show.
0: Uh, And uh, be sure to um, take a few moments and subscribe so that you can get this podcast miraculously delivered to your device of choice every week and you don't miss any episodes.
1: And as always, if you would like to learn anything about the topics we talked about or any of the sakes we tasted today, please be sure to visit our website, sakerevolution.com, and check out our detailed show notes.
0: If you have a sake question that you need answered, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us at feedback at sakerevolution.com. So until next time, please remember to keep drinking sake. And guys... Pace yourselves today. It's a marathon, not a sprint.
1: Come on.